Part three of Chapter one of Pilot's Handbook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Kachuk. Pilot's Handbook of Aeronautical Knowledge by the FAA. Selecting a Flight School. Selection of a flight school is an important consideration in the flight training process. FAA-approved flight schools, non-certificated flying schools, and independent flight instructors conduct flight training in the United States. All flight training is conducted under the auspices of the FAA, following the regulations outlined in either 14 CFR Part 141 or 61. 14 CFR Part 141 flight schools are certificated by the FAA. Application for certification is voluntary, and the school must meet stringent requirements for personnel, equipment, maintenance, facilities, and teach an established curriculum, which includes a training course outline, TCO, approved by the FAA. The certificated schools may qualify for a ground school rating and a flight school rating. In addition, the school may be authorized to give its graduates practical flight tests and knowledge computer-administered written tests. AC 140-2, as amended, FAA Certificated Pilot Schools Directory, lists certificated ground and flight schools and the pilot training courses each school offers. AC 140-2, as amended, can be found online at the FAA's Regulations and Guidance Library, located on the FAA's website at www.faa.gov. Enrollment in a 14 CFR Part 141 flight school ensures quality and continuity and offers a structured approach to flight training because these facilities must document the training curriculum and have their flight courses approved by the FAA. These strictures allow 14 CFR Part 141 schools to complete certificates and ratings in fewer flight hours, which can mean a savings on the cost of flight training for the student pilot. For example, the minimum requirement for a private pilot certificate is 35 hours in a Part 141 certificated school and 40 hours in Part 61 schools. This difference may be insignificant for a private pilot certificate because the national average indicates most pilots require 60 to 75 hours of flight training. Many excellent flight schools find it impractical to qualify for the FAA Part 141 certificates and are referred to as Part 61 schools. 14 CFR Part 61 outlines certificate and rating requirements for pilot certification through non-certificated schools and individual flight instructors. It also states what knowledge-based training must be covered and how much flight experience is required for each certificate and rating. Flight schools and flight instructors who train must adhere to the statutory requirements and train pilots to the standards found in 14 CFR Part 61. One advantage of flight training under 14 CFR Part 61 is its flexibility. Flight lessons can be tailored to the individual student because 14 CFR Part 61 dictates the required minimum flight experience and knowledge-based training necessary to gain a specific pilot's license, but it does not stipulate how the training is to be organized. 
this flexibility can also be a disadvantage because a flight instructor who fails to organize the flight training can cost a student pilot time and expense through repetitious training one way for a student pilot to avoid this problem is to ensure the flight instructor has a well-documented training syllabus how to find a reputable flight program to obtain information about pilot training contact the local fsdo which maintains a current file on all schools within its district the choice of a flight school depends on what type of certificate is sought whether an individual wishes to fly as a sport pilot or wishes to pursue a career as a professional pilot another consideration is the amount of time that can be devoted to training ground and flight training should be obtained as regularly and frequently as possible because this assures maximum retention of instruction and the achievement of requisite proficiency do not make the determination based on financial concerns alone because the quality of training is very important prior to making a final decision visit the schools under consideration and talk with management instructors and students be inquisitive and proactive when searching for a flight school do some homework and develop a checklist of questions by talking to pilots and reading articles in flight magazines the checklist should include questions about aircraft reliability and maintenance practices questions for current students such as whether or not there is a safe clean aircraft available when they are scheduled to fly questions for the training facility should be aimed at determining if the instruction fits available personal time what are the school's operating hours does the facility have dedicated classrooms available for ground training required by the faa is there an area available for pre-flight briefings post-flight debriefings and critiques are these rooms private in nature in order to provide a non-threatening environment in which the instructor can explain the content and outcome of the flight without making the student feel self-conscious examine the facility before committing to any flight training evaluate the answers on the checklist and then take time to think things over before making a decision this proactive approach to choosing a flight school will ensure a student pilot contracts with a flight school or flight instructor best suited to individual needs. How to choose a certificated flight instructor, CFI. Whether an individual chooses to train under 14 CFR Part 141 or Part 61, the key to an effective flight program is the quality of the ground and flight training received from the CFI. The flight instructor assumes total responsibility for training an individual to meet the standards required for certification within an ever-changing operating environment. The CFI should possess an understanding of the learning process, knowledge of the fundamentals of teaching, and the ability to communicate effectively with the student pilot. During the certification process, a flight instructor applicant is tested on the practical application of these skills in specific teaching situations. The flight instructor is crucial to the scenario-based training program endorsed by the FAA. He or she is trained to function in the learning environment as an advisor and guide for the learner. The duties, responsibilities, and authority of the CFI include the following orient the student to the scenario-based training system, 
help the student become a confident planner and in-flight manager of each flight and a critical evaluator of their own performance help the student understand the knowledge requirements present in real-world applications diagnose learning difficulties and helping the student overcome them evaluate student progress and maintain appropriate records provide continuous review of student learning should a student pilot find the selected cfi is not training in a manner conducive for learning or the student and cfi do not have compatible schedules the student pilot should find another cfi choosing the right cfi is important because the quality of instruction and the knowledge and skills acquired from this flight instructor affect a student pilot's entire flying career the student pilot the first step in becoming a pilot is to select a type of aircraft faa rules for getting a pilot certificate differ depending on the type of aircraft flown individuals can choose among airplanes gyroplanes weight shift helicopters powered parachutes gliders balloons or airships a pilot does not need a certificate to fly ultralight vehicles basic requirements a student pilot is one who is being trained by an instructor pilot for his or her first full certificate and is permitted to fly alone solo under specific limited circumstances upon request an faa authorized aviation medical examiner ame will issue a combined medical certificate and student pilot certificate after completion of a physical examination student pilot certificates may be issued by an faa inspector or an faa designated pilot examiner to be eligible for a student pilot certificate an individual must be 16 years old 14 years old to pilot a glider or balloon be able to read write speak and understand english hold a current third-class medical certificate or for glider or balloon certify no medical defect exists that would prevent piloting a balloon or glider medical certification requirements the second step in becoming a pilot is to obtain a medical certificate and student pilot certificate if the choice of aircraft is an airplane helicopter gyroplane or airship see figure 1-26 the faa suggests the individual get a medical certificate before beginning flight training to avoid the expense of flight training that cannot be continued due to a medical condition balloon or glider pilots do not need a medical certificate but do need to write a statement certifying that no medical defect exists that would prevent them from piloting a balloon or glider the new sport pilot category does not require a medical examination a driver's license can be used as proof of medical competence applicants who fail to meet certain requirements or who have physical disabilities which might limit but not prevent their acting as pilots should contact the nearest faa office a medical certificate is obtained by passing a physical examination administered by a doctor who has an faa authorized ame there are approximately 6,000 FAA-authorized AMEs in the nation. Medical certificates are designated as first class, second class, or third class. Generally, first class is designed for the airline transport pilot, second class for the commercial pilot, and third class for the student, recreational, and private pilot. 
a student pilot certificate is issued by an ame at the time of the student's first medical examination this certificate allows an individual who is being trained by a flight instructor to fly alone solo under specific limited circumstances and must be carried with the student pilot while exercising solo flight privileges the student pilot certificate is only required when exercising solo flight privileges the student certificate is valid until the last day of the month twenty-four months after it was issued student pilot solo requirements once a student has accrued sufficient training and experience a cfi can endorse the student's certificate to authorize limited solo flight in a specific type make and model of aircraft a student pilot may not carry passengers fly in furtherance of a business or operate an aircraft outside of the various endorsements provided by the flight instructor there is no minimum aeronautical knowledge or experience requirement for the issuance of a student pilot certificate other than the medical requirements for the class of medical certificate the student certificate is based upon there are however minimum aeronautical knowledge and experience requirements for student pilots to solo becoming a pilot the course of instruction a student pilot follows depends on the type of certificate sought it should include the ground and flight training necessary to acquire the knowledge and skills required to safely and efficiently function as a certificated pilot in the selected category and class of aircraft the specific knowledge and skill areas for each category and class of aircraft are outlined in fourteen cfr part sixty one eligibility aeronautical knowledge proficiency and aeronautical requirements can be found in fourteen cfr part sixty one certification pilots flight instructors and ground instructors recreational pilot see subpart d private pilot see subpart e sport pilot see subpart j the knowledge-based portion of training is obtained through faa handbooks such as this one textbooks and other sources of training and testing materials which are available in print form from the superintendent of documents gpo and online at the regulatory support division www.faa.gov about slash office underscore org slash headquarters underscore offices slash avs slash offices slash afs slash afs six zero zero the cfi may also use commercial publications as a source of study materials especially for aircraft categories where government materials are limited a student pilot should follow the flight instructor's advice on what and when to study planning a definite study program and following it as closely as possible will help in scoring well on the knowledge test haphazard or disorganized study habits usually result in an unsatisfactory score in addition to learning aeronautical knowledge such as the principles of flight a student pilot is also required to gain skill in flight maneuvers the selected category and class of aircraft determines the type of flight skills and number of flight hours to be obtained there are four steps involved in learning a flight maneuver the cfi introduces and demonstrates flight maneuver to the student the cfi talks student pilot through the maneuver the student pilot practices the maneuver under cfi supervision 
the CFI authorizes the student pilot to practice the maneuver solo. Once the student pilot has shown proficiency in the required knowledge areas, flight maneuvers, and accrued the required amount of flight hours, the CFI endorses the student pilot logbook, which allows the student pilot to take the written and practical exams for pilot certification. Knowledge and Skill Examinations Knowledge Examination The Knowledge Test is the computer portion of the exams taken to obtain pilot certification. The test contains questions of the objective, multiple-choice type. This testing method conserves the applicant's time, eliminates any element of individual judgment in determining grades, and saves time in scoring. If pursuing a recreational pilot or private pilot certificate, it is important to become familiar with 14 CFR Part 61, Section 61.23, Medical Certificates, Requirements and Duration, 14 CFR Section 61.35, Knowledge Test, Prerequisites and Passing Grades, and 14 CFR Section 61.83, Eligibility Requirements for Student Pilot for detailed information pertaining to prerequisites and eligibility. If pursuing a recreational pilot certificate, it is important to review 14 CFR section 61.96, Applicability and Eligibility Requirements, General, for additional detailed information pertaining to eligibility. And if pursuing a private pilot certificate, 14 CFR section 61.103, Eligibility Requirements, general contains additional detailed information pertaining to eligibility sample test questions can be downloaded from airmen knowledge test questions www.faa.gov training underscore testing slash testing slash test underscore questions slash each applicant must register to take the test and provide proper identification and authorization proving eligibility to take a particular FAA test. The option to take an untimed sample test will be offered. The actual test is time-limited, but most applicants have sufficient time to complete and review the test. Upon completion of the knowledge test, the applicant receives an Airman Knowledge Test Report that reflects the score and is embossed with the testing center's seal. To pass, a minimum score of 70 must be attained. When to take the examination. The knowledge test is more meaningful to the applicant and more likely to result in a satisfactory grade if it is taken after beginning the flight portion of the training. Therefore, the FAA recommends the knowledge test be taken after the student pilot has completed a solo cross-country flight. The operational knowledge gained by this experience can be used to the student's advantage in the knowledge test. The student pilot's CFI is the best person to determine when the applicant is ready to take the knowledge exam. Where to take the examination? The FAA has hundreds of designated computer testing centers worldwide that administer FAA knowledge tests. These testing centers offer the full range of airman knowledge tests, Applicants will be charged a fee for the administration of FAA knowledge tests. A complete list of test centers, their locations and phone numbers, can be downloaded at Airmen Certification, Frequently Asked Questions, located at www.faa.gov training underscore testing slash testing 
slash or www.faa.gov slash licenses underscore certificates slash airmen underscore certification slash airmen underscore uppercase faq slash an applicant can also contact the local fsdo to obtain this information if the student pilot chooses a 14 cfr part 141 flight school with test examining authority the school will administer the knowledge test during the curriculum practical examination the faa has developed pts's for faa pilot certificates and associated ratings see figure 1-27 these practical tests are administered by faa asis and dpes 14 CFR Part 61 specifies the areas of operation in which knowledge and skill must be demonstrated by the applicant. Since the FAA requires all practical tests be conducted in accordance with the appropriate PTS and the policies set forth in the introduction section of the PTS book, the pilot applicant should become familiar with this book during training. The PTS book is a testing document and not intended to be a training syllabus. An appropriately rated flight instructor is responsible for training the pilot applicant to acceptable standards in all subject matter areas, procedures, and maneuvers. Descriptions of tasks and information on how to perform maneuvers and procedures are contained in reference and teaching documents such as this handbook. A list of reference documents is contained in the introduction section of each PTS book. Copies may be obtained by downloading from the FAA website, www.faa.gov, purchase of print copies from the GPO, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or via their official online bookstore at www.access.gpo.gov. The flight proficiency maneuvers listed in 14 CFR Part 61 are the standard skill requirements for certification. They are outlined in the PTS as areas of operation. These are phases of the practical test arranged in a logical sequence within the standard. They begin with pre-flight preparation and end with post-flight procedures. Each area of operation contains tasks, which are comprised of knowledge areas, flight procedures, and or flight maneuvers appropriate to the area of operation. The candidate is required to demonstrate knowledge and proficiency in all tasks for the original issuance of all pilot certificates. When to take the practical exam. 14 CFR Part 61 establishes the ground school and flight experience requirements for the type of certification and aircraft selected. However, the CFI best determines when an applicant is qualified for the practical test. A practice practical test is an important step in the flight training process. The applicant will be asked to present the following documentation. FAA Form 8710-1, 8710-11 for sport pilot applicants, application for an airman certificate and or rating, with the flight instructor's recommendation. An airman knowledge test report with a satisfactory grade. A medical certificate, not required for glider or balloon, and a student pilot certificate endorsed by a flight instructor for solo, solo cross-country, airplane and rotorcraft, and for the make and model aircraft to be used for the practical test, driver's license or medical certificate 
for sport pilot applicants. The pilot logbook records. A graduation certificate from an FAA-approved school, if applicable. The applicant must provide an airworthy aircraft with equipment relevant to the areas of operation required for the practical test. He or she will also be asked to produce and explain the Aircraft's Registration Certificate Aircraft's Airworthiness Certificate Aircraft's Operating Limitations or FAA-approved Aircraft Flight Manual if required Aircraft Equipment List Required Weight and Balance Data Maintenance Records Applicable Airworthiness Directives ADs For a detailed explanation of the required pilot maneuvers and performance standards, refer to the PTSs pertaining to the type of certification and aircraft selected. These standards may be downloaded free of charge from the FAA. www.faa.gov They can also be purchased from the Superintendent of Documents or GPO bookstores. Most airport fixed base operators and flight schools carry a variety of government publications and charts, as well as commercially published materials. Who administers the FAA practical examination? Due to the varied responsibilities of the FSDOs, practical tests are usually given by DPEs. An applicant should schedule the practical test by appointment to avoid conflicts and wasted time. A list of examiner names can be obtained from the local FSDO. Since a DPE serves without pay from the government for conducting practical tests and processing the necessary reports, the examiner is allowed to charge a reasonable fee. There is no charge for the practical test when conducted by an FAA inspector. Role of the Certificated Flight Instructor To become a CFI, a pilot must meet the provisions of 14 CFR Part 61. The FAA places full responsibility for student flight training on the shoulders of the CFI, who is the cornerstone of aviation safety. It is the job of the flight instructor to train the student pilot in all the knowledge areas and teach the skills necessary for the student pilot to operate safely and competently as a certificated pilot in the NAS. The training will include airmanship skills, pilot judgment and decision-making, and good operating practices. A pilot training program depends on the quality of the ground and flight instruction the student pilot receives. The flight instructor must possess a thorough understanding of the learning process, knowledge of the fundamentals of teaching, and the ability to communicate effectively with the student pilot. He or she uses a syllabus and teaching style that embodies the building block method of instruction. In this method, the student progresses from the known to the unknown via a course of instruction laid out in such a way that each new maneuver embodies the principles involved in the performance of maneuvers previously learned. Thus, with the introduction of each new subject, the student not only learns a new principle or technique, but also broadens his or her application of those principles or techniques previously learned. Insistence on correct techniques and procedures from the beginning of training by the flight instructor ensures that the student pilot develops proper flying habit patterns. Any deficiencies in the maneuvers or techniques must immediately be emphasized and corrected. A flight instructor serves as a role model for the student pilot who observes the flying habits of his or her flight instructor during flight instruction, 
as well as when the instructor conducts other pilot operations. Thus the flight instructor becomes a model of flying proficiency for the student who, consciously or unconsciously, attempts to imitate the instructor. For this reason, a flight instructor should observe recognized safety practices as well as regulations during all flight operations. The student pilot who enrolls in a pilot training program commits considerable time, effort, and expense to achieve a pilot certificate. Students often judge the effectiveness of the flight instructor and the success of the pilot training program based on their ability to pass the requisite FAA practical test. A competent flight instructor stresses to the student that practical tests are a sampling of pilot ability compressed into a short period of time. The goal of a flight instructor is to train the total pilot. Role of the designated pilot examiner. The DPE plays an important role in the FAA's mission of promoting aviation safety by administering FAA practical tests for pilot and flight instructor certificates and associated ratings. Although administering these tests is a responsibility of the ASI, the FAA's highest priority is making air travel safer by inspecting aircraft that fly in the United States. To satisfy the need for pilot testing and certification services, the FAA delegates certain of these responsibilities to private individuals who are not FAA employees. Appointed in accordance with 14 CFR section 183.23, a DPE is an individual who meets the qualification requirements of the Pilot Examiner's Handbook, FAA Order 8710.3, and who is technically qualified, holds all pertinent category, class, and type ratings for each aircraft related to their designation, meets requirements of 14 CFR Part 61, Sections 61.56, 61.57, and 61.58, as appropriate is current and qualified to act as pic of each aircraft for which he or she is authorized maintains at least a third class medical certificate if required maintains a current flight instructor certificate if required designated to perform specific pilot certification tasks on behalf of the faa a dpe may charge a reasonable fee Generally, a DPE's authority is limited to accepting applications and conducting practical tests leading to the issuance of specific pilot certificates and or ratings. The majority of FAA practical tests at the private and commercial pilot levels are administered by DPEs. DPE candidates must have good industry reputations for professionalism, integrity, a demonstrated willingness to serve the public, and adhere to FAA policies and procedures in certification matters. The FAA expects the DPE to administer practical tests with the same degree of professionalism, using the same methods, procedures, and standards as an FAA ASI. Chapter Summary The FAA has entered the second century of civil aviation as a robust government organization and is taking full advantage of technology such as Global Positioning System, GPS, satellite technology, to enhance the safety of civil aviation. The Internet has also become an important tool in promoting aviation safety and providing around-the-clock resources for the aviation community. Handbooks, regulations, standards, references, and online courses are now available at the FAA website. In keeping with the FAA's belief, 
that safety is a learned behavior, the FAA offers many courses and seminars to enhance air safety. The FAA puts the burden of instilling safe flying habits on the flight instructor, who should follow basic flight safety practices and procedures in every flight operation he or she undertakes with a student pilot. Operational safety practices include, but are not limited to, collision avoidance procedures consisting of proper scanning techniques, use of checklists, runway incursion avoidance, positive transfer of controls, and workload management. These safety practices will be discussed more fully within this handbook. Safe flight also depends on scenario-based training, SBT, that teaches the student pilot how to respond in different flight situations. The FAA has incorporated these techniques along with decision-making methods such as aeronautical decision-making, ADM, risk management, and crew resource management, CRM, which are covered more completely in Chapter 17, Aeronautical Decision-Making. End of Part 3 of Chapter 1